I'm Caitlin, and I'm just a bookish babe, and this is Michelle, and she's from the Unfinished Bookshelf. I don't know why I just introduced you. That's weird. I've That's okay, that but this is Better Words. Yeah. Welcome. Well, I say that first. <laughs> Welcome to Better Words. Um, first of all, we apologize in advance for being a bit sniffly. Uh, my mum is coming to visit because we are recording this on Good Friday. My mum is coming to visit for Easter and so Jack and I have been madly cleaning our house and now I have the sniffles and I think Caitlin does too just I've, from being in my house. I've been a bit sick on and off since yeah, like Yeah, you were a bit sick with Ed Hay, yeah. Yeah, yeah but um, the that. amount of dust and stuff that we've like picked it's up. just moving house. around the Yeah, so I'm like, I'm the worst for hay fever. So I've been sniffly all morning, so there may be some sniffles in the background and you might sound a bit funny. Anyway, hey, what have you been reading? <laughs> what have you been doing? Well, we've both just been reading White Night and we had our very first book club Twitter chat on Wednesday last week. Yes, it was really fun. So uh, if you're not familiar with the book White Night, Ellie Marnie, who was one of our very first guests on Better Words, wrote it. And it's standalone, whereas her others, her others were a series. So the book is, I think, just brilliant. I really enjoyed it. What did yes. you think? I enjoyed it more than I thought I would for a book that seems to be about a bit of a darker subject. Yeah, if it does get sense. pretty dark at some yeah. points, which all Ellie's books, like her other books, were a Sherlock Holmes-inspired murder mysteries and stuff yeah. so they all kind of have that element and I think she does it really well because it's not yeah, just yeah. about in this instance it was sort of a community that had turned into a bit of a cult so started with really good intentions and mm-hmm. I like totally could get oh, on board with those environmental I totally get on board with about half of what they were about yeah. possibly more even but then you know anything in extremes is still gonna end yeah. up yeah, it ends up badly, especially with the isolation from the rest of the community, like the kids not going to school and stuff like that. That's always a bit scary. Yeah. Whereas, um, like, you know, wanting to eat organically and healthily and, and reduce healthy, waste and, and reduce your waste yeah, and reduce like, plastic. Awesome. Like, yeah. oh, I actually, there's this is towards the start of the book, um, but it really hit me is that um, they go. The main one, the main character, Bo, um, takes Rory, who is the girl who lives in the Garden of Eden. Um, they're like hanging out with some of his other friends from school, and they go to a grocery store. Don't they go to an IGA? I think they which go I to just an think IGA. Is, that is so country Australia. So oh yeah, I love like it. we have an IGA down the road. Exactly, <laughs> and they're like, we already have one supermarket. Why do we need two? Like anyway, it's so great. But um, they go to an IGA, and they. From memory, I don't think they're buying that much. And Rory's like, oh, we can just carry this stuff. And and some of his friends are like, but we can just get a bag, you know. And I was like, oh, plastic bags. Like that yeah. is one of the things that is so easy to try and, like, you know, improve and, like, use reusable bags. And I still I notice this so much in the UK. So in the UK, like, because they have the the – Paying for the bags, which Queensland is introducing yes, as of the first of July. I can't Ooh. wait because then it'll force me to use the environment Enviro bags that I buy. Yeah. <laughs> and the new Coles plastic bags are going to be made out of recycled plastic and mm. you can take them back to Coles. I don't know about Woolworths and other stores, but you can take – I saw a thing in Coles where you can take those plastic bags back to Coles 
um, and recycle them there if if you remember or you can just keep reusing them but I guess if they get a hole or something you can yeah. recycle them but I noticed that hugely in the UK like people would just stuff things in their pockets and stuff mm. and like I remember Jasmine's housemate coming home one day like pulling out like shampoo and conditioner from her pockets and stuff and I was just like why don't we do that? Like, I know. We just are so lazy in Australia. We're just like plastic oh bags. I know. I mean, it is improving. South Australia has has had plastic bags banned for ages um, and you do notice the difference there or when my family there visits up here. And they're like, <laughs> and I'm just like, what's with all the plastic bags? And I just, it's such a simple thing and I probably could do a lot of other different things to try and help the environment more. But with plastic bags, I'm just like, oh, I'm a monster. <laughs> well, I kind of, I feel good about, because I've really cut down my plastic. This is diverging immensely, but yeah, I've really let's cut. Let's just make this an environmental episode. <laughs> I've really cut down my plastic bags this year since <clears throat> going to the UK, and I've really embraced my cloth bags and my reusable bags. Um, and I've also really, really cut down on ever getting a takeaway coffee cup because they are not recyclable yeah. or environmentally friendly, even though they say they're biodegradable, but components are biodegradable. And I actually saw a 7-Eleven advertisement today saying they're now introducing specific uh, coffee cup recycling because oh, wow, it great. needs specialist recycling. Yeah. So they're introducing that in 7-Eleven and it'd be great to see that in other places. But I've really embraced the idea as well that, like, is it that bad if I sit down and have a coffee? in the cafe for five minutes no and you know it's actually quite good in that respect but I'm not constantly just like picking things up on the go I'm like I'll sit down and have my coffee here it's really helped anyway all right the other thing that we loved about the book was Bo's parents especially his mom and I love the way Ellie kind of family is a an important discussion in it but it's it's not the focus like she just does so well of combining some really great topics and just making them a natural part of the storyline. And she had an amazing way of explaining it when we asked her these questions in our Twitter chat. So yes. you should really go and like stalk us on Twitter and check it out. But we'll also actually what them in we our should, show notes. What we should try and do, um, and I've, I've done this before, but I just need to familiarise myself with it again, is you can create like a story of tweets. So we might try and do like a little story blog post maybe yeah. on our blog that highlights some of the best tweets of the night so that you can look through and see yes. the whole conversation with the questions and stuff too. And if you'd like to take part next month. Yeah, because we, we, we're really excited. We did us. always say that we probably won't get to do this every single month, but we had it's March <laughs> and we have April. What's That's our awesome. April book? No, I'm just laughing because we're like, oh, my God, what are we doing? Yeah. Our April book is Neverland by Margot McGovern. Yay! So we're yes. really excited about this because we spoke to Margot, like, last year, was it? I can't even remember. I know. I can't remember either. It might but have been It definitely, like, she was, I don't think, maybe it was not long after the cover reveal, but she was still deep in, like, finishing it off and it's just yeah. been launched, which is wonderful. There were some lovely pictures from the launch night. So we would love to celebrate that launch. And if you'd like to join us, we will let you know a date soon. We haven't finalised a date yet. But if you have your copy of Neverland, please join us for a chat at the end of the month. 
Yes, please do. We're both waiting. Really We've both pre-ordered our copies and yeah. are waiting their arrival very yeah. soon. <laughs> so I can't wait. Very excited. Because it's got like a sneaky little gold foil too. Oh, the cover looks the cover really is gorgeous. Like, yeah. I'm sure you know because I'm sure you've seen it. So, yeah. <laughs> um, so the other thing I wanted to talk about this week is the Best Australian Stories 2017, which I finally finished reading for uni, um, reading lots of short stories for uni, which is a bit weird. I've not really read many before, yeah, except, I you know, really like, that many either. well, like the Love Oz YA anthology is yeah. obviously short stories, but I read that because I'd already read all these authors' long-form novels, whereas this is, like, specifically people I've never read before reading their short stories and I found some really good ones, but my favourite, I just have to talk it out for a minute, okay. is it's it's really good because it's a really unique format as well. Uh, let me find it. What do you mean it's a unique format? Oh, just give me a second. And okay. I'm flipping through the book because I didn't mark it because I'm silly. Okay, so this was my standout story of the collection. So it's written as an obituary, which kind of, it, it was kind of weird because the title simply is Polly Stepford, 1932 to 1997 by Ryan O'Neill. And I was just like, what? This is so strange. And so it is written as a long obituary and it's a very clever political satire, which I oh, love. Wow. And it just has a lovely little twist at the end. Uh, it kind of runs through her whole life. There's there's these characters running through. It, it's just a so really like a clever piece. Like the, the character, what was it, Polly? Polly. It's like a prominent figure. So it was like she gets a really nice long obituary in that yes. story. Yes, so Liberal Party politician Polly Stepford. So they're taking it from, yeah. from that and it goes, yeah, through her whole life uh, she had a few scandals and stuff like that and, um, kind of coming in and out of politics, but it's very, if you follow Australian politics to even even a tiny bit, you can start to see where, where the, the jokes are. Yeah, where, where the satire is coming from and even things like um, it was exposed in ABC's 45 Minutes instead <laughs> of 60 Minutes uh, and there's another show on here. Oh, yeah, ABC's flagship current affairs show Triangle. Four corners. Like, <laughs> it's just like it, it's just really clever, like that, or just Triangle, really lovely right. things. Like uh, finally, in January 1987, Stepford released a 3,000 word statement of apology, which did not include the words "sorry" or "apologize." Like ah, how it's just it's just very, very, very clever. And like I said, just the kick at the end was really beautiful. So that that was my favorite of that collection. And now uh, that I finished that, I'm going to start the lovely very old edition of tales of the unexpected by Roald Dahl that my nana gave to me it was my grandfather's and my mum said she's read that copy about three times and it's actually it's actually a compilation of tales of the unexpected and more tales of the unexpected so it's quite a chunky little volume and I love Roald Dahl's short stories he's superb he's so good okay now the thing that I want to talk about um, is Santa Clarita Diet. Yes. Okay, that's the other thing I've been doing this week is watching Santa Clarita Diet. Yes. But I think you might be a bit more ahead of I me. I finished it now. <laughs> I Here's the thing. This is what happened. So it got released like last weekend or something like the 23rd. The 23rd. Um, I didn't watch it for a few days because I knew that when I started, I would just watch the entire thing. Um, so I kind of avoided it. And then I, I started it on um, – 
I mean, I finished it last night and it's Friday morning. When <laughs> I started, I watched it in like two or three days. Um, but oh my god, it's so good. I love this show so much. Very clever writing. I it's, really love it. It's so, it's so fun, fun to watch. watch. It's so much fun to watch. I thought you'd say that about a zombie show. <laughs> oh, I, I really never thought I would. Like, I've watched some weird shows. I've watched mm. some supernatural shows. I've watched some, you know, like vampires, superheroes. Like, I'm not, not into that stuff, but zombies was something that I never really it, got. Yeah, I didn't think and I'd like Andrew it. Barrymore and then even like halfway through the first episode, I remember texting you and being like, you said you liked this, didn't you? And you're like, stick with it, stick with it. Yeah. Because <laughs> uh, this first episode is really <clears throat> odd. Yeah, but it is it is a such a good. I, I just get so into the family dynamics as well. Yeah, they're so sweet. <laughs> they're like, oh, it's okay. We can make it through this, and it's like, okay, it's gonna be over someday. <laughs> like the second season was really funny as well because they've, I guess, figured out you know how to do these things, and like they, I don't know. They're like, <laughs> we're so bad at murder, and then they're like, okay, I guess we're gonna have to kill him. Like I don't know. <laughs> very funny my favorite bit uh which i've got up to so far is the the nazis which oh my god is like yes they're our lobsters nazi lobsters yep they're just like gonna get something fresh meat out of the lobster tank <laughs> and the nazis and she's just like remember when we said the perfect person would to kill would be a young single hitler this is him yeah it was so funny uh, i love that clever. because in that episode joel was like he wanted to, like, fill in bookshelves. Oh, yeah, the yeah, bookshelf bit, that was the best bit. Yeah, he has this thing about, like, a, a home project. And they, I've got a boy my nose. <clears throat> okay. And um, they go and visit this Nazi. I don't forget why they're even there in the first place. Um, but Joel's looking at his bookshelves and he's like, oh, look at the size. And he's like, oh, look at the detail. And like, Yeah, oh, like, wow. every time you think he's seen every all time. the Nazi propaganda. Yeah. And he's like, like oh. Oh, look yeah. at the cornicing. Like, yeah, it's so funny. And then he goes, <gasps> and you're like, has he seen it yet? It's so funny. And he's like, I didn't know there was this in the wood. Yeah. And then he's like, oh, no. <laughs> yeah. And then, yeah, like, 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 in the next episode where he does build their own bookshelves, and he's that, like, yeah. he's like, yeah, I'm going to use this same wood. And he's like, and I really like this detail. This shows Sheila a photo of the bookshelf. And he's like, you're going to build us Nazi bookshelves. <laughs> Very funny. Uh, huh. okay. Well, I'm excited to keep watching it now, knowing that you're finished. And the other thing that I am watching that I know you're watching too, and we should save our proper discussion of this for when we both finish it, when all the episodes are released, is Riverdale. Yes. Which I'm finally catching up on, and so we're both dramatic. only one episode behind. It's super dramatic, but I want to save my discussion of that for, for later. later. I'll save it for another time. Caitlin, tell everyone how many times I've blown my nose just in this intro bit. About in 16 times. minutes. About four times. <laughs> and so our recording is currently 16 minutes long, but we'll probably actually be cutting this down. Yeah, because I it had to keep blowing my nose. Yeah. Okay, so now... We're on to our discussion for this week. Yes. Which is motivation, which sounds very <laughs> vague, but that's what we've been sort of calling it. Basically, Michelle and I have both been, I guess, struggling with, I don't know, reading slumps, like motivation to write blog posts, to plan episodes of this podcast even, to actually get off our asses and take photos for Instagram, you know, like... Um, and we just wanted to really talk about this because we're sure that other, so many other bloggers, YouTubers, podcasters, even just, you know, Instagrammers, like 
any content that you're creating, I'm sure everyone gets this way sometimes. Yeah, I think it's a pretty natural ebb and flow of being any sort of creative person. Yeah. What makes it harder for us is that we have like deadlines and stuff. Like we have deadlines that we've set for ourselves for our blog posts and our podcast yes. and everything. And so sometimes those slumps that are quite natural for any reader to go through, we feel like world ending because we yeah. need to get through it. Exactly. We need to do something. Whereas if we were just kind of normal readers using quote marks there, like if, if we weren't, you know, using our reading and our consuming to create further content for these projects that we love, don't get us wrong, we love them, but I think it's just natural to kind of feel a bit drained sometimes and maybe that's what we've been going through is it's just a natural, uh, Yeah, <laughs> I think that's probably a good way of describing it. But yeah, because um, we've both been quite busy at work as well, and that can't help. Yeah, into and you've been doing exactly the show well, outside is, of work. This is like the first thing, I guess, is like sort of you know why we think that this has happened. So for me, yeah, I apologize. This episode might sound a little stop starty if I keep stopping mid sentence for Michelle. <laughs> anyway, that's right. Um, so for me. I mentioned last week, I think, that I was involved in a production of Will Rock You, likely. So that meant that I was at the theatre, you know, every night for a week and then there on weekends and therefore tired um, and, you know, sleeping in on weekends and different things like that. And I didn't read a lot during that time. Um, And I was also a bit sick. Um... I don't really know why I was sick. I was just going to explain that, but I don't know why. Well, we don't know why I was sick. <laughs> no, I think you just got the bug that was going around yeah. all the other production as it happens with things like that. It does, yeah. I mean, we're all the first time time. when I Well, the first time, the only time I did musical with you and I was the sickest I've been in, like, years afterwards because mm-hmm. I just kind of held on to the end and then just Exactly. Flat. You hold on to the end and then you just flat <laughs> Um But, yeah, so, I mean, I guess I was busy, tired, um, I have talked about this already. Like, it seems odd to say that I think I've had a bit of a reading slump since the end of January because I wrote a blog post about this, about my reading slump, that I read, like, three books over Australia Day long Yeah, weekend. I was going to say that was probably the last time you finished, like, lots of books. I finished lots it? of books in a quick succession. And, like, I... Actually, you coming to my house today and being like, I finished night, what night, and, like, getting really excited... Well, yeah. That wasn't today. That was a few days ago. Yeah. Um, but, but like, you I come into my house and be like, "I finished this book." Is the first time you've really done that in ages. It, it is. Yeah. And like, I, I mean, I read a couple of books really quickly on Australia Day long weekend. I read Six Impossible Things and Wildlife. I guess quickly. I, they are I did small books. They're they like really great to get into. Yeah. And like, I did really enjoy them, but I also read them because we were going to interview Fiona Wood, <laughs> which is great like I'm so glad that I did I can't believe I never had read her books before but it was the same with White Knight I read it because we had it was our book club book yeah Um, do you think you would have read something otherwise you probably would have just watched tv or yeah because you're really tired yeah I've been so tired and like I guess you know tv usually is like less brain activity because you're not focusing on reading Mm -hmm. um and but because I had like the deadline of finish the book before the book chat. Mm. I 
did read it really quickly, like I said, when we were talking about it in our introduction. Yeah, yeah. I think mine's been a bit different because I have been reading lots but just feeling that lack of motivation when it comes to then writing blog posts or reviewing books, especially I've read lots of books in the last few months, but a lot of them have been for uni and I don't always necessarily feel like sharing my thoughts on them or maybe it's just a case of not having that many thoughts. You know how you read a book and you're like, yeah, I liked it, but but sometimes yeah, you don't, really you don't have, have sometimes many feelings. you don't really have anything else to say other yeah. than that you really enjoyed it and it's like well it's- and I guess that's why some people you know don't have blogs but they do many reviews on Instagram which mm-hmm. is cool like I can totally see the appeal of that if you're just wanting to do a short sharp like I read this and I think the last review I wrote was for Eleanor Oliphant is completely fine and <clears throat> that's like probably one out of six books I read in you know, I didn't review The Radium Girls, even though I loved it. I've also uh, obviously read the short stories. I've read yeah. true crime but books. But maybe that's uni. a different thing as well. You've yeah. been reading a lot of nonfiction and crime yes. fiction and short stories to relate to uni assignments. I've so not, in a way, again, it's like study. It's not yeah, like again, it's not, it's not reading for pleasure in that you can just – totally enjoy a book but I'm, I'm lucky that what I'm doing this semester I am enjoying the books that I'm reading and the true crime I'm reading is researching a project that I'm passionate about so I find it interesting but there's still that element of critical thinking where you can't completely get absorbed in a book because you're still trying to um, especially with short stories like you're still trying to I'm still trying to look at it and unpick and think well what is it about this form that's working what is it about the way that this writer is writing that's that's really working so it is still a bit of work yeah definitely <laughs> so yeah I think I think that's probably where my lack of motivation is coming from too yeah and then in the same I guess in similar ways while I haven't been reading for uni or anything but the last couple of books I have read have been because for a specific it was, yeah it was for a specific purpose which I love like you know I've <laughs> I'm so glad that I have read these books but like I felt, I guess, a bit of a timeline, like for a book club mm. or for an interview or for a review copy. Oh, because The Lace Weaver as well is another one that we both yeah, read exactly. and we loved it and I, I will review that. Um, yeah, I probably will too. I really liked it. Yeah. I don't know. I might. <laughs> <laughs> I loved it. But again, um, we were reading it for a specific purpose. I, I really did love it though. And, and just an update, you'll you'll understand when we play the episode, but I gave it to my mum afterwards. She is in the middle of it. She's loving it. Oh, of course she is. Yes. Good. Yeah. But I, I just, uh, I don't know. I'm just lacking that moment. Like I read a book and I'm like, I've really enjoyed it, but I, I don't have the words to write it. And I wonder too if that's because I am doing so much study that a lot of my writing outside work, well, I'm actually not writing as much at work anymore, but a lot of that writing is going into that. So then I read and I'm like, oh, I just can't be bothered yeah, writing a totally. review too because I've already spent so much brain power, I guess, doing my uni work that it's kind of, yeah, like you need a mental break from writing and yeah. creating. So, uh, yeah, yeah it's a bit – I just want to know too. I want to know if other people feel the same way and I felt like this was too complex an issue to write my own blog post about. 
And I lacked motivation, funnily enough. Yeah. So and so sitting I thought, here and just talking to well, me and yeah, recording talking it is, about it would be good. And I, yeah, yeah I want to know what other, like, do other reviewers feel? I always felt that with um, advanced review copies as well. Like, I feel so much less stressed now that, that you I know. basically don't get them unless we're going to be talking to an author or one arrives unsolicited and I think, great, we'll talk to that author and I prioritise that book. Otherwise, I don't really do review copies anymore and it just feels so much, much less stressful. So if you're listening to this and you're a blogger or you get advanced copies, please, please, please write into Twitter um, and tell us. We're at Better Words Pod. Tell us, do you, like, do you feel that pressure? How do you deal with that pressure? I know. Well, because, I mean, I think some of the problems I've had more recently with motivation for my blog has been that the last couple of books that I've read have been because we were talking to an author on the podcast and therefore I kind of felt like I didn't need to or didn't want to review the book. Um, in saying that, we already said that we'll both probably review The Lace Weaver and I do I do think I might review White Night. Oh, I'm definitely reviewing I'm wanting, White Night. Yeah. Even when I was writing a caption for Instagram, I was like, oh, I have so many I have thoughts so many about thoughts. this. Because it was so good. But, and um, I do I do love, um, I know Ellie is a true crime fan as well, and uh, in the chat we were getting a bit nerdy about the cults and particular episodes of podcasts we've listened to and stuff. And yeah. I think I might do some recommendations for good episodes I've listened to. That That's can, a really good idea, actually. Yeah, because yeah. Yeah. as I said on the chat, there is a, she kind of explores how, you know, you go in with those ideals and it seems it seems yeah pretty normal and then it escalates and escalates and slowly bit by bit it gets worse and then you drink the Kool-Aid but (laughs) I I think that there's a couple of episodes of my favorite murder that show that that like these people just start out quite normal and then things get a little bit out of control (laughs) yeah Um, (laughs) well I guess moving on from you know like our motivation of Mm. reading and how that relates to our blogs or this podcast or whatever. Um, I do want to talk about the last, our last few blog posts. Yes. How do you fix it? Yes. Yeah. How do you fix it? Because our last few blog posts are probably an example of how we've been trying to just keep going with this kind of thing when we've been feeling this way. Yeah. So, um, what was my blog post this week? Oh, it was a discussion of classics (laughs) that I, it was it was stupid. I started writing a list of classics. Well, like I wrote a list of classics that I have read, and then was thinking about it, and I was like, "Well, I never read this one for school. I read this one for school. Oh, I read Anna Bringables when I was a kid. Like, I don't know. It was just a bit of a discussion because I feel like I haven't read that many classics, which is a whole different thing. But I wrote that qu- quickly ish um, because I. Needed something else to talk about, and I think I had classics on my mind because we just did our Anne of Green Gables episode. <laughs> <laughs> Discussions are a great way, I find, of just if I'm if I <clears throat> have been reading a lot but don't have thoughts about it, which yeah. is I, I have read so much. I've I've completed my reading challenge of twelve books for the year. Yay me! <laughs> a very arbitrary number. I think I've read about nineteen or something now, or maybe less than that. Molly, Molly. Yeah, Molly. I know. Well, a lot of it's for uni yeah. and audiobooks as well. Uh, but 
like the discussions can be a great way of doing that. And what I'm I'm planning to um maybe steal my ideas. No, I'm kidding. Um, but what I'm planning to write hopefully this weekend. I always say that I'm like, yeah, I'll write heaps and I'll schedule them and I'll be this organized blogger that I dream of being. Yeah. And we all know that on Sunday night, I'm like, oh my god, I have to get this post up for Monday morning. Oh, it's so bad. It's so bad. Uh, But what I'm thinking of is maybe like a bit of a discussion, for example, about short stories and what I think makes a good short story, as well as some recommendations of short story collections. And then as I I did in the intro with this, be like, this is my top pick for the story. And I don't, I'm holding up the book as if I'm on booktube right now. I'm like, yeah, like this is the cover. Gestures. Oh gosh. Um, So I think that I might do that and like include like part discussion, part recommendation. And the other one I wanted to do that with is nonfiction because we did a whole nonfiction episode, which I loved. And this year I've really got into more, you know, how I I feel like you kind of start with nonfiction with like memoirs and stuff. Yeah. And And I've got into more stuff. So I'd like to recommend some books that people might find quite accessible. And that was inspired by a video that one of my favorite YouTubers Jean Menzies did and I thought I'd like to share mine because I've read some really great books this year so it's kind of like a recommendation slash discussion yeah and a, and a bit of a wrap-up about our podcast too like what works for me in non-fiction and stuff yeah I think that's they sound like very good <laughs> blog posts but see I that. have the ideas and then I, I don't sit down and write them I get yeah. distracted or I pick up a book and read and it that's where I need to just keep going because my last few blog posts have been actually no I have pushed through on them but one of them was a a rewrite of an article that I wrote for work about my trip to Liverpool yeah which I love sharing but I just didn't have any bookish content yeah I mean I that's the same for my last few blog posts like I said I did that one about classics the week before was um a how to make Harry Potter cupcakes that I made for Harry Potter book night which I did always want to share I was just kind of saving it because I wanted to do more Harry Potter recipes with it. Yeah, and do like a Now I might it. have to make it a bit of a series. But in all honesty, it ended up being kind of a long blog post. It was probably <laughs> a bad idea. But um, so one recipe at a time, maybe. But then, yeah, like the one before that, I did a, um, a bit of a review and discussion of the adaptation of The Circle um, because I just finally got off my ass and actually watched it. <laughs> And, like, next week we're going to see Love, Simon on Monday. So, like, next week will probably be a Love, Simon <laughs> adaptation review um, oh. of Becky Albertalli's book. So That's the other thing I've been struggling with. With, with I know just we're going back a little bit, but when it comes to reading songs, I tried to read Love, Simon. Yeah. And the problem I is I just – I really wanted to love it too. And I think that can be a struggle too. If you go into it being like, I have to love this because everyone does. But I think the other problem is I'm so caught up at the moment in thinking in terms of short story form and literary fiction. And non-fiction and all of Yeah, so it just was, the timing wasn't right. I think I'm going to love the movie. Um, I'm going to go back to going to go back to Simon at some stage when I'm like on holiday and chill and relax and in the mood for YA, but I'm not doing YA at the moment. I'm doing, no. yeah, nonfiction literature. It's weird. <laughs> yeah. But see, like, that's fine because, like, the, what you just said, I read well, I read Simon vs. Homo Sapiens Agenda in, like, 2015, but I reread Simon and Upside of Unrequited 
on Australia Day weekend, lying on the beach. It was like amazing. You know, it's Simon's fault. We haven't been able to read since. It then. is. <laughs> I'm hoping the movie will cleanse me of that. <laughs> I'm oh. really excited for the movie. I'm really excited. Yeah, I'm really excited to see it. Um, we'll have to talk about it more next week. But um, actually, no, we won't. We'll save it for our discussion oh. that we're planning in a few weeks yes. on more adaptations. More adaptations. Because I'm also going to see Ready Player One. Oh, good. Yes. And you've now watched The Circle. Yeah, so we have a yeah, few We've got a few up. things yeah. that we want to talk about. So, yep, so stay tuned for that, our next adaptations <laughs> episode. Um, yeah, so, ugh. So I guess just pushing through <clears throat> and just keep writing even if it's not your best. Is that kind of what you'd say your main tips are? Yeah, because, I mean, I my last few blog posts are really ones that I've had ideas in the back of my head for ages and similar to you like you wanted to share your travel things like that I did that in like October last year and I'm only just writing about it haven't even written Edinburgh or York or anything which is atrocious I know but like that's what I mean like they've been in the back you know like you've wanted to do this since you got back and because you like didn't want to write anything else you ended up writing about that yeah and like I did Harry Potter book night was like it was so six, long. It ago. was like six yeah. weeks ago, and it was it was a cupcake recipe. It wasn't difficult. Like I mean, it is difficult. They're very hard to make. <laughs> That's why you should read my blog post. No. Okay. So then the other thing that has been frustrating us about this world a bit more recently <laughs> is Instagram. Oh, I'm sure everyone feels our pain. I think I'm just I'm disappointed that it's become. Like the the app become, has become so focused on getting you to buy advertising yeah, that you now can't you can't enjoy it the same way anymore. Yeah. And only you can only do it if you have like the most polished pictures and stuff. And then I think I, I don't want to sound like I'm whinging, but I think I put a lot of effort into my photos, and then I get like maybe like a hundred likes on it and I'm just like oh like I see other people posting what by comparison maybe isn't the best quality photo but they just have more followers so they get yeah. more photos and I'm just like oh yes but at the same good. time I enjoy photography so I enjoy creating things but then I think what happens is then you put that pressure on yourself to yeah. always have good stuff and exactly and sometimes like, I just need to be motivated we both we've both said we both really do you enjoy taking pictures of books? <laughs> three years ago that I'd be doing this, I would have laughed at It's the weirdest thing. Um, we enjoy taking pictures of books. We enjoy reading books. We enjoy writing about our favourite books. We enjoy talking to each other and to other people about books. But, you know, if you follow us, if you don't, you really should. And maybe help us get <laughs> if up you don't, there. How did you find this podcast? Yeah, really? but if you don't or do, you know... <laughs> We do not have, like, 30,000 followers. The podcast account has, like, 500. I have about 500. Michelle has over 1,000, so she's doing much better than I Because am. for, like, three weeks I spent ages really, really engaging with lots of people. And I think what's been pleasing for me out of that is my likes haven't increased. My followers have increased a bit. But what really has increased is that people actually commenting on my photos, which makes me so happy. Yeah. And I, I think I know. I think I just need to remind myself that it's not about the likes you get. It's about our bookish community. Exactly. Every time I get discouraged by yeah. how many likes a photo does or does not have, I get a comment from someone who I've interacted with on Instagram and 
who loved this book or who likes my socks or, you know, whatever it is. Or who answers my question that you – I always like to put a question in because that's when I go to people's feeds and I see they've got questions. I'm like, oh, great, I can – if I haven't read this book but you're asking a cool question, I can interact. And I I really appreciate the people who take the time to, like, respond and interact and then I like to do that on other people's accounts too. So we are sort of having a whinge, but at the same time, this community is great and the engagement in that is is wonderful. I just think it's it's a shame that Instagram has to muck up the algorithm so much that you then only you don't get any new photos. Yeah, eh, it's it's hard one because like all our photos, <coughs> if we do analytics on them, basically no hashtags help. Yeah, either, like, which no is, one no one sees them. What are you meant to us. do? It's just it's so hard because every time anyone thinks they have this app figured out. And I'm like reading all these things and it changes. It's yeah, it's hard yeah. it's hard to keep up. And I, I think sometimes that's what can get you down is Gretel Scarlett, who is an Australian um, musical star, she's now living in the US. When I interviewed her, she's from Rocky, so I interviewed her for the paper. She said her favorite quote was, Comparison is the thief of joy. And I think that's oh, so it is. so true. And I need to remind myself of it so that I don't end up in the situation where I'm like, Why haven't I got more Why followers? We yeah. just want to be Instagram famous, like, hey. But yeah. And then every time I think about this, I also think about one of our favorite podcasts, Lady Gang. Yeah. Hashtag thirsty. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, one of their favourite quotes from one of their guests, the piano. So don't compare your hustle to their highlight reel. Exactly. Which is like mm-hmm. we scroll through Instagram and see so many amazing accounts that we love who have like 30,000 followers and like hundreds of likes and comments. And we just want to be like them. <laughs> <laughs> and also we don't know what what went into that, how, how long they spent oh, hustling exactly. and stuff. So, yeah, I think. I think the message of our little kind of self-discovery chat is, yeah, comparison is I a really thing hope joy. this episode doesn't just sound like us complaining the entire time. I was really I worried about that. Yeah, I know. I am a bit worried about that too. But stick with us, hopefully. Tell us if you're experiencing the same things. And also, how can we as a community help, I guess, amplify the voices of smaller channels? BookTubers were doing it when YouTube instigated those new affiliate rules. Oh, they yeah. were like doing, um, helping promote small accounts. Can we maybe like? I would just love to see something like that for Bookstagram as well. Or I, how can we support each other? Yes, because we should be. How can we support other. each other? Please oh. let us know if you have any ideas. Yeah. Uh, and I guess to end this discussion on a more positive note, we also wanted to share some Instagram in particular feeds that I guess we've really been enjoying and maybe help us get a bit more motivated. Yeah, some other people and accounts and that who inspire us um, with their content um, and how we work on, I guess, creating more of our own content, like, you know, our tips and tricks for fixing things like this, which I think we've already covered a little bit because I said that one of the tips and tricks, if you don't know what to do for for your next blog post... I have Googled so many times how, like, book blog post ideas. Book blog post ideas. That's like a tongue twister. <laughs> book blog post ideas. I've Googled that so many times. Anyway, what else do you do to, I guess, tips and tricks for when you don't know what to write next or when we're trying to come up with episodes, episode ideas, 
or yeah episode ideas I look at what's in the news lately mm-hmm. um just think of things that we can discuss maybe past discussions that I've written on my blog as well mm-hmm. I know we did that for like book collections and stuff like that um yeah, I guess looking around online and seeing what people are talking about, that's where we had the reviewing um, reviewers and readers and yeah, authors and stuff. Really that nice. was something that was happening in the bookish Bit community. Topic. Yes. So we wanted to talk about it ourselves. Yeah, I don't know. It's hard, I guess, just consuming other people's content and seeing what they're talking about and what's big at the moment. Um, it's all really just one big conversation. Basically how I do my job every day too as yeah. a journalist is just seeing what's happening. Um, so I guess the other thing I do is just look on Instagram, find new accounts to follow. So when it comes to taking photos and stuff like that, I find Sarah Taviani at commas and ampersands on Instagram has great uh, monthly challenges. So yes. you, for this year, use the <clears throat> hashtag ampersand 2018 and I find those prompts really good to get me thinking of books to take photos of and thinking of new photo options to take and stuff like that yeah and I have found before in the past that when I've been checking her prompts or things like that um that you know I think oh you know, like it's a prop. So you think you read it and you think of something mm. obviously that's on your bookshelves or whatever. And often I've had it and I'll be like, oh, it's like a series or a book I have, I read a couple of years ago. And I'm like, oh, share a bit of love for that again. Yeah. It's really good. Cause yeah. like, um, I know I certainly get caught up in just po- posting photos of like, I guess, books I'm more currently reading. Mm. Um, and then, you know, I'll be prompted by one of Sarah's prompts usually and think of a book I, or a series that I read a little while ago that because I get so caught up in posting about, you know, books I'm currently reading and new books that have just arrived or, you know, grabbing any couple of books to post a bookish rainbow or posting photos of Harry Potter or so things much like Harry that. Potter. So much Harry Potter. <laughs> I love Harry Potter. But, you know, you I guess we sometimes forget about some of the other series. Like one of this happened really recently. It was a prompt. Um, I think the prompt was Silver. Um, for Feb- in February maybe, um, and the first thing I thought of was like the Silver Pearl from the Hunger Games series. And I posted oh. all the Hunger Games, and I was like, oh, I haven't, I've watched those movies in a while, or read the books, or I guess like thought about that in a little while because I've been caught up in, yeah, um, what I'm currently reading. Even though it's always good to share some love for old favorites as well. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's really nice. Yeah. So we wanted to give a bit of a shout out to some of our inspirations at the moment, I guess, on Instagram, all different size accounts. Um, The first person I want to talk, actually a couple of them, we've already had on the podcast. Mm -hmm. So Tamsin from Babbling Books. Yes, definitely. She takes great photos. I I find them so beautiful to look at and that inspires me to try new things with photos and stuff. And on top of that, I also find she's great if you don't know what to read. I get lots of what to read recommendations Mm -hmm. from her as well. Yes, I've been thinking that lately also. I've been thinking of that lately also with um, Kate from Lily Tales. Yes, I just like I also I love scrolling down her Instagram feed and see that she's literally just taking a photo of what she's currently reading on the train. Like, it looks so good, and it like mine never look. That it would good. never look that good if I just <gasps> took a photo on a train. <laughs> <sighs> anyway, yeah. Um, so yeah, Tamsin from at Babbling Books, and you can listen to that episode with her as well. 
And Kate, as I just said, at yep. Lily Tales. Um, and also, we also listened to her. We also her. interviewed her. So, yeah. Who's your next one? Um, are we doing all mine first? Yeah. Um, my next one is actually Tanil, who we also interviewed. <laughs> she is at Tanil Helena. I think, yeah, at Tanil Helena on Instagram. I think she's thinking of changing her name. I saw it in her stories. So mm-hmm. it might have even changed by the time we put this up, but we'll tag her in it and link to her old episode that she did with us. I just say I find that her books, I think I find her more inspiring that I'm like, yes, I want to read that book. Mm-hmm. I saved so many of her posts because I'm like, I must remember that book. She's been reading so many thrillers this year and okay. it's giving me lots of ideas. I'm like, save, 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 need to read those books. Um, another person is Rhea from Rufus Reads, which is someone who I found just randomly like scrolling through Instagram and I just really love her feed. And on top of that, I just find her comments are so lovely. She always comments on my photos and stuff and I find I can have a really nice conversation with her as well. And that's always a plus for me online. Uh, another person is Sally and her Instagram handle is what Sally read next. And I'm just really loving her photos. That's a really good handle. Yeah. Um, She has lovely, like, white backgrounds. It's just really clean and Mm. I love it. Uh, So, again, also lots of books that I aspire to read in the future, like lots of classics and stuff like that. Another one is Lillian at ink.and.pages. So you can find her. Uh, Again, just really nice, clear photos, like clean backgrounds and stuff that I'm really loving at the moment and just loving her feed. Yeah, she's got a great one. (laughs) Uh, Another one is Rebecca from Bex Library. That's Bex with a and X, I should say. And X, yes. And X. Just really loving her photos. Just minimal, nice. I really like a minimal feed. Another person who I am loving at the moment, uh, she's also on YouTube, is Sophie from Portal in the Pages. Really liking her YouTube. She's reading, she's an around the world challenge, so she's reading books from different countries. That's such a good idea. It's so great. Uh, Loving her feed. I love my British booktubers because I just like to pretend that I live in England. Mm. (laughs) So sweating our asses off. Yeah, oh, I can't wait to move to England. I'm so sweaty. I'm over it. I'm so over it. It's April and we're so sweaty and hot. It is not right. Yeah, no, I'm waiting for the cooler weather. <laughs> that doesn't happen here. <laughs> it gets slightly cooler. Yeah, yeah. I reckon, though, when we go overseas, it will be the same temperature of winter here as it is summer there, I reckon, to my guess. Another person who I'm loving is Emma from at Emma's Books and Bubbles. Just really like the books that she picks. And her feed is really consistently lovely. She takes all her photos on the same background. And while I don't like doing that on my feed, I love it on hers. Yeah. And it does make me wonder, like, oh, should I do that? But I have too much fun setting up different shots in different yeah, places. Too. I would get bored. So I, yeah. I like for my feed, I like doing different stuff. But Emma also just picks really good books as well that I think oh I'm gonna read that I think it was her who picked something about the Zodiac Killer and then I found that book in a bookshop and I was like oh I've got to buy that I saw it on Instagram and of course mentioned her several times this episode already Jean Menzies from Jean's Thoughts love her blog and her channel and I think what I love is she like that's where I find a lot of you know feminist and 
um, non-fiction recommendations outside of what I would usually read, which is really great. Especially if you're in a slump and you don't want to read any more YA, for example. Yeah. It can be good to find someone who reads widely. Yeah. Yeah. To get some different recommendations. Oh, and another one who's got to be one of your favourites too is Margot McGovern at Project Lectito. She was a blogger and bookstagrammer before she was a published author now that her book is out and yeah love her choice of books too I often I think a couple of my non-fiction reads this year have been I think she got the recommendation from Danielle Binks (laughs) so um it's all very very bookish um in the community but yeah love love her photos as well so yeah that's so the last one if I can um is Ashley from a frolic through fiction, just in love with her feed. She just posts cool glasses pictures as well, like I do. I love her glasses. Also, <laughs> she always does little snippets of, in her stories of like her study, and I am just in awe of her handwriting. Oh, wow. I love it. I love it. I think I sent like a sneaky DM, like replied to one of the stories and was like, oh my God, your handwriting is just what I aspire to. I love good handwriting. <laughs> okay, so. You prepared way more than I did for this section. I've got like three or four accounts, I think, that I wanted to mention quickly. Um, the first one is the Cheerful Wednesdays, which I just love her handle. Is this based on Wednesday Adams? Yeah. Look oh, at her, I like, love I her. It's so yeah. cute. Um, so, cute. so, yeah, I only found this account recently. It was very cute. But she's got very, like, beautiful, clean, clear photos. Her feet actually kind of reminds me of yours. Look. Aww. Yeah. Um, and then the other one, which – is what prompted me when we were going through this before we started recording. I said to Michelle, it's weird to say Instagram handles out loud. This one is insignificant.beauties, which is great. But I'm like, I'm, I go through the, all these and I never really think about what their Instagram handle this is. is. This is why we actually sat down and Ashley at a frolic through fiction. I could not for the life of me remember what her handle was. So I couldn't look her up because I was like, yeah. what's her handle? What's her handle? Right. And I couldn't remember the sounds terrible. I couldn't remember her name because I just see her photos and her profile and I'm like, yeah, I know you, but I just had forgotten. It's like, it's I know. so hard. <laughs> this is why we had to like screenshot these and prepare. We can't, we can't remember. We can barely remember our own handles. <laughs> oh, anyway. Exactly true. But yes, insignificant.beauties. Oh, her feet is so That, that picture reminds me of yours with the rainbow. Yeah, a lot of the feeds I follow are really colourful. Whereas a lot it's of funny, colour. like, you're all colourful and I'm, like, minimal. Yeah. Classics. Well, actually, you'll really mm. like the next one because this is, like, one of my favourite minimal feeds. Oh, it's so pretty. Look at Oh, my gosh. Life. That book I read when I was, like, in grade 8 and I loved it. Yeah, see, you would really <laughs> like this one. It's ink, ink and, and snowflakes. snowflakes. I'm going to look that up on my phone right now. Yes, you should. I think you would really like her account. Very beautiful, minimal. Oh, Yeah. It's really, really pretty. And the other one I wanted to mention is actually another challenge that I wish I could do more. Um, the Lenatoys Project, if I'm saying that properly, um, Helena. So she has a Harry Potter monthly challenge each month. Um, so many a time I will go through and check her prompts as well as Sarah's to see if things line up and I can do a double challenge. <laughs> but, yeah, oh, it's just so much fun. Like all of her photos are like her Harry Potter books and Funkos and everything. And I love a good Harry Potter account. So there we go. Wonderful. So, yes, that's like four compared to your like 20 people or something. Like <laughs> I didn't know how many you would have had. So I'm, I'm just... pretty sure I said before we started that I've got like three. Did you? Yeah. Okay. See? 
That's all right. I also kind of forgot because I got into it and was like, oh, I love her too. Screenshot, screenshot, screenshot. I just and, got into it. of course, be clear, we love many more accounts than the ones oh, we just mentioned. Yeah, just, these are the ones that we're just loving at the moment. And also those accounts are, are genuinely really great to follow if you are in a re- like you don't know what to read, mm. especially like Margot and uh, Tamsin and Jean, like I said. Yeah. If Amazing you find people who read lots of different genres, you can – get outside your comfort zone and that may fix your reading slump as well. Yeah, so you've got to follow those three to get some recommendations for sure. <laughs> and you should definitely be following Margot because, as we said, we are reading her debut novel, Neverland, this month and we're going to have a chat at the end of the month on Twitter using the hashtag BWBookClub and we would love if you would join us in reading that book, which I'm sure is going to be amazing. It's one of our most anticipated books yeah, of the I'm year. Yeah, I'm so excited. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Please go follow everyone that we just mentioned and, of course, follow us at Just a Bush Babe, at Unfinished Bookshelf, at Better Words Pod, all those things. I'm sure you can figure it out. Um, please also leave us a rating and review and remember to subscribe so that you don't have to find this podcast every week. It'll just show up and start playing. And do let us know if you relate to anything we've discussed today. Oh, please today. do. I feel like we've just sat here and complained. I hope like- that we haven't, though. I really I really wanted it to be like, is there anybody out there who feels the same? And I'm you sure know, there I just is, want to connect with other us, people. Yeah. Tell us how you feel. Tell us what you do when you get into a reading slump and you should be posting a book review because God yeah, knows we've yeah. all been there. Reading slump, what do you do when you're in a reviewing slump? and you just don't you're reading lots of books but you don't want to review Mm. give us your tips as well and um we'll all help each other out yeah and let us know if there are any other accounts we should be following small accounts too like let's all shout out and help each other yeah definitely beat this stupid instagram algorithm yeah (laughs) oh okay enough (laughs) complaining thank you for listening (laughs) to our weird discussion about this today yeah (laughs) Oh, oh, it's kind of it's hard to get it off our chest. So uh, yeah. thank I, you for listening. I feel better. So thanks for listening. <laughs> I hope that, yeah, some people listening can relate and I hope that we can all be better content creators in the future. <laughs> yeah. See you next time. Bye. Bye.